come back to word of truth. What a privilege and an honour it is to do these messages. I say messages because we are now, we now have word of truth available on podcast too. So you may also be listening. So if I say video, please excuse me whether I, I mean teaching. So we have video and podcast for the word of truth show teaching teaching show so we just give god praise for that that's what he showed me so once again i'm doing it it's been i've said it before but it's been um over three years now since i've been doing word of truth and i had a dream the lord told me that it was my teaching program and then i've had another dream and he's like to put it on the podcast as well so i'm making that available for you guys um so yeah full wilderness power full wilderness power that is the name of today's teaching when we think about ministry, we think about what is it the Lord has called us to do. So often we can just feel like, Lord, how is that going to happen? I'm so far from the vision that I see. You know, you see the miraculous, you see power, you see revival. And so often we look at where we are now and we think, I'm not even anywhere. <laughs> I'm not even anywhere near that kind of ministry or even in terms of influence and you know the platform the Lord has said that you will have in order to be able to spread his message in order to be able to teach his people in order to be able to disciple the nations um and you just think how is that going to happen and you look at the people in the bible and you just think oh lord they just moved in signs they just moved in wonders they just moved in the miraculous and we forget so often that there is a before and an after every person that god ever used there is a before and an after nobody was just born doing the work of the ministry nobody was just born operating in the fullness of the ministry that the lord has for them and even jesus you know jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30 years of age and even at that point we see we see a pattern with jesus where he was firstly full of the holy ghost he was then driven into the wilderness and then he emerged in the he returned in the power of the spirit and that's really what we're going to look at in this video just it's, it's an encouragement video a teaching and a reminder to just help us to see that even though there may be a distance between where we are now, to remind us what we are waiting for, to remind us why we're going through the wilderness, to remind us that this is God's pattern. You know, God has said, this is who you will be and this is what you will do for him. It requires his spirit, it requires his power, but there is a process, there is an order, fullness, full wilderness and then power. And so I pray that this teaching blesses you. So the first point that we're gonna look at and Jesus is our model, as I said at the beginning. But the first point that we're going to look at is that in order to walk in the power of the Spirit, in order to see the power of God in your ministry, in your life, in your ministry, you have to be full of the Holy Ghost, okay? So you have to be full of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to start with Luke 4. So Luke 4 is going to be the basis of what we're looking at today. And this is Luke 4. Um, I believe most of us will be familiar with this as faithful ministers but it's about where jesus is driven into the wilderness and so verse um, luke 4 verse 1 says this and jesus being full of the holy ghost returned from jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness there's so much in this one verse jesus being full of the holy ghost returned from jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness wow so here we see the term full of the holy ghost okay and he was led by the spirit into the wilderness so probably just gonna jumble up the message a little bit but in order to be led by the spirit 
into the wilderness there's two parts there i'll come back to those you have to be full of the holy ghost okay and there is a difference between being filled with the holy ghost and being full of the holy ghost okay but first and foremost we need to understand that the holy ghost is only given to those who obey so i'm going to go to acts 5 because we often just say like we have the holy ghost we have the holy ghost and i really wasn't going to touch on this because it's still something i'm still asking the lord to bring full clarity into but even in that verse we see the difference between the holy the and this i am reading the king james it does make a distinction whereas other versions don't often make the distinction but it says full of the holy ghost speaking of the person of the holy ghost his indwelling in you being full of him okay not filled i'm going to talk about being filled it's different between being filled and full and then it says that he was led by the spirit so the spirit being i guess the work and the and the the, the the work the power the leading whereas the holy ghost speaking of the person okay and so acts 5 32 says and we are his witnesses of these things and so is also the holy ghost whom god hath given to them that obey him so the holy ghost is given to those who obey him so in order to be full in order to be filled there has you you would have had to be obedient in some kind of way in order to actually be full of the holy ghost okay so as a as a fivefold minister as somebody who the lord is calling to sonship being full of the holy ghost is the lifestyle that we are that he's asking us to come to okay so in order to be led and romans we know that sons of god are those who are led by the spirit so romans 8 verse 14 says for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so what we're seeing here already is in order to be led in order to be a son of god you must be you must have the holy ghost and he's given to those who obey so you must obey in order to be led by the holy ghost you're going to have to be full of him you cannot be led without being full and so what is the difference between being filled and full so i'm going to read a few scriptures just um to highlight this difference so acts 2 in acts 2 we see an example of the believers being filled with the holy ghost okay and it says acts 2 verse 1 i'm going to read down and it says and when the day of pentecost was fully come and they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat on each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance so i read up to verse four there Okay, so again, we see that distinction between the Holy Ghost given, internal, indwelling, and then we see the Spirit gave them utterance. So I'm talking about the power of God, the work of God, the, the, the movement, it's a Spirit. Where we're talking about the person, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. So, but here it says they were all filled. So it's we're talking about an experience, and to just an experience. And just to emphasize that point, I'm going to go to Acts 4.31. And again, it says, and they, when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. So again, we see the filling and it was an experience where you're filled in that one time. But when we're talking about being filled, we're talking about a one time experience. So when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, you know, it's the first time that you're filled, the first time that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, the first time you experience his, him coming upon you and his infilling, right? And so that can happen as a regular but when we're speaking of being full like jesus we're talking about a lifestyle it's a constantly full it's not something where you're 
you know, it's a one time when you first got baptized in the Holy Ghost and that never and you never got filled with him ever again. We're talking about a lifestyle of being full of him, full of him, being full of him so that he can lead your life. Anyone can have I can't say anybody because that's a obviously that's not true, anyone, but anyone, quote unquote, in terms of a believer, somebody who's saved, can have an experience where they are filled and they speak in tongues. But in order to be full, it's a lifestyle. Being full of the Holy Ghost means that you can be led by him. As we see, Jesus was led, he was full of the Holy Ghost and then he was led. So person who is led is full of the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna read one more scripture that um emphasizes the being full as a lifetime, as a lifestyle, sorry. Acts six, three to five, and it says this Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, etc., etc. So here again we see that Simon was, sorry, not Simon, I'm saying Simon, wrong person, completely. Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost. Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost, so that was his lifestyle. He was constantly led by the Holy Ghost, okay? So being full is the first thing that we must be in order to experience the power of God in our lives, in our ministry. If we're going to experience the power of God, if we're going to return in the power of the spirit we first of all must be full because if we're not full of the holy ghost if it's not a lifestyle where we allow him to fill us we allow him to lead us well i'm saying that we cannot be led by him so if we're not constantly filled like it's not something that we're filled and we're completely empty and then seven years later we decide to be filled again no we're constantly filled that means we're full we're always full if you think of a cup in order for a cup to be always full it means that it's always getting poured into so as much as things may be overflowing, you know, my mentor always talks about it like this, what's in the cup is for you and what's running over is for everybody else. We're supposed to be constantly full, we're not supposed to be given from our cup, we're supposed to be given from our overflow. So we're supposed to be constantly full of the Holy Ghost, it's meant to be our lifestyle so that he can lead us. And so when we're full of the Holy Ghost, we can be led by him and he will lead us into the wilderness. So before we can even begin this wilderness, it needs to be fair, we are going to have to be full of him. Okay, so... The third point is that we are full of the Holy Ghost, just as Jesus demonstrates for us in Luke 4. Now, when he leads us into the, when we are led by the Spirit into the wilderness, Luke 4, we, the second thing that must happen is that we're going to have to endure the wilderness. Now, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, I'm not sure that you, how you're going to endure, because when we use the term wilderness, we use it in a many ways. It could be a wilderness in terms of you've done that yourself, but... For the process of sonship, we are talking about it's the spirit of God that has led you there. It's the it's the Father that's led you there. It's the Father that's led you to the wilderness. Okay, so you're full of the Holy Ghost. You clearly obey. That's why He's given the Holy Ghost to you, and He's you're full of Him, and He's and you've been led by the Spirit to the wilderness. Okay, in order to be tempted, like that's what it says. It says, um, but being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days He did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. So he was led by God into the wilderness. And he, the, Lord the Lord obviously knew that Jesus was going to be tempted. The Lord speaking of the Father obviously knew that Jesus would be tempted. Jesus is also the Lord. So we will face all temptations until the appointed time. So we have to endure. And this is really a battle of endurance. I want to read Ephesians 6, 
verse 13 and it says wherefore take unto you the whole arm of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand so we're talking about a uh, an wilderness as an analogy of you know the process of sonship as a whole and obviously we can break it up into different we can break the wilderness up into specific seasons specific periods phases and transitions however what we see is that we have to endure because if we go to verse 13 sorry luke 4 verse 13 it says and when the devil had ended all the temptation he departed from him for a season so sometimes we can think the process of sonship okay when i finish the process of sonship when i come out as a butterfly i will no longer have to be tempted go through these things and that's not true we're gonna even as a butterfly you're gonna experience temptation because it says he departed from him from the season but in terms of the thing that you all the temptation that you experience in your process of sonship all the temptations that you experience you know during your wilderness it's you're literally tested on your identity when we read luke 4 we see the enemy comes against jesus identity he comes he tests his his allegiance with jesus the allegiance was tested like does he really value the father is he really for the father is he truly a son and his purpose is tempted is tested as well in terms of the satan really tried to tempt him to quit and that is really the enemy's one of his biggest ploys in the wilderness is just to try and get you to quit because if you stand then the season of tempting will come to event come to the end eventually it just will and so when we look at psalms 105 we just see that we are the wilderness is essentially a place where we are tested and we are tempted until the time until the time of the dear lord and by the time i mean the lord the lord appointed time so i'm going to read psalm 105 and it says psalm 105 verse 19 and it says until the time that his word came the word of the lord tried him the word of the lord tried him it's going to be a temptation to quit the whole time that you're in the wilderness but we have to endure we have to endure so when the enemy comes against your identity you know are you really who god says you are it's having to believe god regardless when the enemy comes against you to worship him as opposed to the lord whether it's your flesh whether it's to worship him in in you know to to make your own way to the top it's a value the father above all else to trust the father above all else to trust that god's ways trust that his way of processing is actually better and that you trust him with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding you know when the enemy tempts you to just quit to just give up altogether to just kill yourself as you try to say to jesus to just twist scripture and just say this is never going to happen settle for something less you know just forget it just be don't try to uh, don't try to come to a place that the lord don't bother believing and hoping for and trusting for the 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 best that god has for you don't bother believing that you're ever going to get to this place of power because the lord is the saying we try to make the lord seem like he's a liar but he's not he's a he it's impossible for god to lie so the wilderness is essentially a place where we face all temptations you know jesus faced we face all temptations for, for that season so until the appointed time we will face all temptations for that season i'm going to read habakkuk 2 
Habakkuk 2, verse 2, and it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The Lord's word will not tarry. There is, an, there is I'm going to say it again, there is, and I'm going to say it again, there is an appointed time. There is an appointed time. The Lord knows that appointed time. He doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily tell us doesn't tell us the appointed time. However, we have to trust Him. We have to endure. And being full of the Holy Ghost, led by the Spirit into the wilderness, means that we can endure. We have to hold on to Him with both hands. We have to hold on to Him with both hands, and we have to trust Him to bring us to a place that having done all to stand, putting on our full armor equipping ourselves with the with the with the word of god which is our sword and knowing the truth and believing god above all else and that's what we have to do in the wilderness okay so we have to endure our wilderness and having endured this is the most exciting part because the thing is we don't know how long the wilderness is we look at different people in the bible and we see that everyone's wilderness period was a different length of time so even though i'm using jesus's specific wilderness here and if you read the presence of sonship book then you will think okay am i just talking about the enrollment no but it's also a picture of what we will look like once once he emerged once he returned in the power of the spirit and his earthly ministry is also a picture of what we will look like when we emerge from the cocoon when we you know when the lord when we the lord elevates us and we have a place of personal election what we when we arise as kings kingly priests what we will actually look like in our earthly ministry as well so i hope that makes sense in what i'm saying there so the third thing that happens so you've been you're full of the holy ghost it's your lifestyle you're led by the spirit into the wilderness you endure the word endure is just so important guys endure because you don't know when it's good it's literally i think i can't even think of the game but it's not really a game it's not feels not feel like a game when you're in it when you're in it but it's literally just a battle of endurance that's literally it that's literally it you know love the first thing about love is, is that it suffers long and so we learn obedience through suffering and we have to learn to suffer long because that is who god is and that is what's being birthed in us through this enduring and through this waiting process and that's really what i wanted to say because i'm going to come on to it after i'm not going to jump ahead of myself but then once we have endured and we come to the appointed time the enemy will depart for a season we we emerge i keep saying emerge because i'm using the analogy of a butterfly coming out of the cocoon however we return if we use jesus i'm going to read luke 4 14 and it says so i'm going to be confirmed and it says and when the devil had ended all the temptation he departed from him for a season okay so there's a season of wilderness and it may be 10 years it may be 13 years it may be five years it may be 40 days however the season of the wilderness once that time comes an end and the lord's appointed time comes and it says about jesus and jesus returned in the power of <clears throat> And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all, through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to teach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is so powerful. There's so much in here. So 
when you return in the power of the spirit in the power of the spirit that's what we're waiting for we're essentially saying that's when your ministry truly starts when your public ministry truly starts okay in that what that power the dunamis power that's the power the explosive power of god that's what we're waiting for that's the purpose of being full like not the, the only purpose but that's one of the, the necessities of the wilderness you need to be full of the holy ghost that has to be your lifestyle being full of him to be led by him being led by him you learn obedience through suffering okay and that is where your kid's character and stuff is really birthed in you so that you can sustain the power that's gonna come because anyone not i say anyone in such a loose term because that's not true but essentially just having power about character having power about fruit does not bring him the full glory because jesus tells us that it's much fruit that glorifies the father so yes we want the power because it's there that we see when jesus re returned in the power of the spirit that's when fame went out of him throughout all the regions that's when he began to teach okay and that's when he began to do because it says so the lord has promised you a ministry for example a global ministry at the moment nobody knows who you are you need the power of god in order for that that fame to for the lord to elevate you because satan can elevate you too that's part of the temptation but let's let's say i'm talking to sons of god who endure the wilderness okay the lord will elevate you at the point where you enjoy your wilderness it's only when he, you need his power his dunamis power is what is going to elevate you that's what's going to cause your ministry to expand and call the fame of you to go about and the fame is not for yourself because you may make the, the, the name of the lord known and glorified okay that's when he began to teach instead he taught in the synagogues so in terms of teaching on a public level where people hear your message when people know who you are you're able to teach his people again you need the dunamis power of god and he says the spirit of the lord is upon him because there's a reason the lord does not give you dunamis power for no reason jesus talks about him he was anointed to preach the gospel so preaching you know setting the captives free healing the brokenhearted setting people at liberty so preaching teaching and fame and influence those things we're talking about a kingship anointing so only you only get that kingship anointing that dunamis power when you have endured the wilderness okay so this is just an encouragement and reminder the wilderness is not for no reason there's an appointed time the lord has anointing waiting to give you an anointing to be able to do what he's called you to do being full of the holy ghost being led by him we need it we have to be first we talked about we go back to uh, luke 3 verse 23 and it says and jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age we must be before we do and i've done a teaching about that um god's order for ministry i can't remember what it's called now beginning to be god's order for ministry so if you haven't listened to that teaching if you haven't watched that teaching then i recommend that you go and watch that as well the order is that we must be before we do but in order to get the anointing to do we need the power of god we need to be in the power of the spirit and that's only going to come after you enjoy the wilderness to the, to the appointed time okay so the appointed time the coming in the power of the spirit you receive the power of the spirit you see the anoint the, the spirit of the lord upon you in order to do the what he's called you to do it's the start of a public ministry at that point and if we if you then go back now you think about all the people in the bible you start to see oh wow there was an appointed time they didn't moses didn't just start parting red seas and all of that at the beginning at before that's not the truth there was how many egypt moses was actually like 80 years old when we see his ministry starting so we have such a skewed vision sometimes we just look at ourselves and we don't line up to scripture but for me as well that's what i feel like this month just been that reminder that we have to align our life with scripture 
and because we live in a generation of quick 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 now 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 anyone can have a platform anyone can have a anyone can be famous the next day we forget the laws does not change he's the same today yesterday and forever so his his ways are still his ways okay so let's look at acts 1 verse 8 and it says this but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost part of the, the earth so this is jesus talking to the disciples and they did have a, the wilderness okay they had to first of all wait jesus said to wait for the promise in verse four they had to wait for the promise of the father which is the holy ghost okay he they had so their waiting period in the upper room was part of their wilderness they had to wait until the appointed time and then like we read in acts 2 earlier when the day of pentecost will fully come we're all waiting for our day of pentecost quote unquote we're waiting for our appointed time we're waiting for god's appointed time for us to fully come when that day fully comes, that's when we can stand up that's when we can begin to do the work that god's called us to do but we must first of all wait we must first of all endure our process so i'm going to read acts 2 verse i'm not going to read the whole thing but what we see is peter i want to read something because it says here uh, where we say Acts 2 verse 6 it says now when this was noised abroad so they're all speaking in tongues now they've been filled with the Holy Ghost the multitude came together no that's not the verse that I want to read um, where is it now uh, hang on let me have a see if I can find it I can't find it but again we see this thing where it was noised abroad like this fame thing where people were interested people wanted to come and see what's happening here because of the power of the spirit because of the dunamis power that had now come okay I, I can't find it in my in my trying to look quickly at the moment however it's in that part somewhere but i want to read i'm just going to read verses 38 to 40 to acts 2 38 to 40 and it says then peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to their, all that are far off even as many as the lord our god shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation okay and so even even verse 41 we see then they that gladly received the word were baptized the same day and were there were added unto them about three thousand souls nothing could happen until the holy ghost came in terms of the power of the spirit came because jesus said that they will receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon them but when we see the they when they were in the power of the spirit that's when we see a move happening before the move we saw the upper room which is a waiting which is a wilderness it's a pattern we we often read acts one and we forget that they had to first of all wait we just think oh holy ghost power like the next day they had to wait so even here we see the same pattern but if i look at peter specifically peter received dunamis power to preach the gospel Remember, Jesus talked about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to, to teach, to preach, okay, to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. So until you receive that, Peter's, Peter's public ministry did not start before that point. He, Peter used to be someone who denied Jesus. He used to be. But when the power of the Spirit came, when he was in the power of the Spirit, he was able to powerfully preach. And we see 3,000 people getting saved in one day. That's the power of God. Man could not accomplish that. Anyone can set up a organization anyone can put out you know can put on a conference put get a stage 
put out YouTube videos, have a, a large following, that part is easy. But the power of God is the only thing that can transform people's lives, that can set captives free, that can heal the hope broken hearted with words or with laying of hands. Like that's not something we can do in our natural. So when we want to make a true eternal impact in people's lives, we need the power of God, okay? And in order to have that power, we have to endure our wilderness. We have to endure our wilderness. So the dunamis power is the kingship anointing that we're waiting for. It's the, it's the anointing we need to do the work. Okay, we already have, you know, we already have our priesthood office and anointing. So your primary and your secondary function is who you already are, the Lord's made you to be. As you go through the wilderness, he is, um, I guess, perfecting that anointing in you. He is developing the fruit and the character in you to walk in that office, walk in the anointing that he's given to you in terms of your function as a fivefold minister. However, in order to do the work of the ministry, in order to for fame to go abroad and for you to preach and to teach and to set captives free and to heal the brokenhearted, etc. You need the dunamis power of God. You need the spirit of the Lord upon you and to rest on you and to stay on you and to actually do that work, okay? To, for, to fulfill the public ministry as a king that the Lord needs you to fulfill, okay? So, as a kingly priest, I want to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with Zechariah. I pray that this has blessed you guys. I'm going to end with Zechariah 4 verse 6 and it says this then he answered and spake unto me saying this is the word of the lord unto zerubbabel saying not by might nor by power but by my spirit saith the lord of hosts so obviously power they're talking about of man's power right man's strength but by my spirit meaning the power of god the supernatural dunamis power of god it's not by our might you know anyone can do networking it's not just just about being famous for famous sake. It's not just about teaching for teaching's sake. It's teaching to set captives free, to for people to be saved, for people to come into the knowledge of the truth. Okay, for people to become sons of God as well, to know God intimately, to be one with Him too, so that they can be and do what He's called them to do. And we need the power of God. We need to have. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. We need to endure our wilderness so we get His heart, we get His character. So that we value him above all else, we believe him above all else, we trust him above all else. So that we have fruit, okay? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and the list goes on in terms of what the the manifestations of love. But God is love. When we enjoy our wilderness, we develop his fruit. And it's much fruit that glorifies the Father. So I'm going to end this teaching on with Matthew 7. Because even though I, I was using the word anyone loosely, but this is just a reminder as, as to why we must enjoy the wilderness. Because anyone can get up. So I keep saying the word anyone, but understand me as I'm saying anyone. Anyone could be filled and get up and minister off of an experience, being filled one time. Okay, Paul the apostle was filled one time. He could have got up as a he was he was obviously full, full more after that. But in terms of when I'm talking about an experience with God. You could have an experience and then minister off of that, but the Lord needs us to endure our wilderness. He needs us to be full first, led into the into this into the wilderness and be transformed, <laughs> basically. He needs us to be transformed. We're not transformed in one experience. In that's wrong to say. We are every time we encounter God, we something changes when we when we feel him. But to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to to it takes time for fruit to grow is is a, is a term that I'm trying to get to. Okay, so. I'm going to read Matthew 7, verse 16 to 21, and it says, You shall know them by their fruits. 
Do men gather grapes or thorns or thick of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not forth good fruit is tuned down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he which doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So I'm going to carry on reading. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. It's not enough just to move in signs and wonders. It's not enough just to prophesy and lay hands and, you know, those kind of things. You know, yes, that's just power of God. Yes, that, that, tes that testifies to the power of God. That's the thing. The power of God testifies to the power of God regardless. Obviously, fruit shows who you are of. That's the thing. So it's and we're not just trying to be people that operate in signs and wonders. We're also trying to be people that have the fruit of God because it's fruit that glorifies the Father. And obviously, in order to produce that fruit, we have to remain in him, as Jesus said. He's the true vine. We have to remain in him. And remaining in him means that we have to be obedient. It means that we have to be intimate with him. We have to know him. So there's an intimacy that comes from there. You cannot have fruit while you while you continue to work in iniquity because fruit is only produced through obedience. So we must learn obedience through suffering. And that is the purpose of the wilderness. So I pray that all of that makes sense. I just pray that the Holy Ghost will just make that personal situation and he'll bring clarity and understanding where I fumble as a vessel, a clay, uh, what's it called? A, a vessel of clay, but it's his glory in me that will shine through. I pray in the name of Jesus. So I pray this has blessed you guys. Be encouraged, be full, enjoy your world, be full of the Holy Ghost, enjoy your wilderness and return in the power of the spirit. And I'll see you guys next time on Word of Truth. Bye guys. Oh, 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 oh,